the basic thing we're acknowledging is that there is light in a time of darkness. And even though GBM can be an incredibly hard condition to navigate, there are people around you that can lift you and hold you and support you. Rune backwards is Noor, which in Arabic means, you know, light in a time of darkness. And so we really wanted to be a brand that one day stands for the best place online to guide, support, connect, and really provide value to people navigating things that are hard. Welcome to Glioblastoma, aka GBM, a podcast brought to you by the Glioblastoma Research Organization, highlighting stories with GBM warriors, caregivers, medical advisors, and more. Join us this season as we connect with members of our incredible community and have meaningful and insightful chats regarding all things glioblastoma. Please note that any information provided on this show is not meant to treat, diagnose, or prevent any disease, and all information that is discussed in our conversation is what worked for the individual themselves and should not be taken as advice. The information provided in the show is not a substitute for professional medical advice, and you should contact your medical provider and healthcare team with any questions. Rohan Ramakrishna and Vikram Bhaskaran, thank you so much for joining the show. We are so excited to have you with us today. Welcome to glioblastoma, aka GBM. Thank, thank you for having us. us. So first to get started, tell us about your professional and personal backgrounds. How did you guys end up here? How did you end up working with brain cancer and specifically with glioblastoma? So I guess I'll start. Thanks again, Amber, for hosting us. My name is Rohan. I am a neurosurgeon at Wild Cornell Medicine. In terms of why I got into this, bit of a long story, but I guess, you know, I was always fascinated by the brain. If you think of the universe that kind of tends towards entropy or disorder, the human brain is the complete opposite of that. It's the most organized thing in the in the universe. It's infinitely complex. And I think the idea of interacting with it professionally as a surgeon was something that was incredibly appealing. You know, when I was thinking about whether to do medicine or surgery in medical school, you know, I'm a fidgety person. I like to tinker with my hands all the time. And so combining my love of neuroscience with surgery, neurosurgery seemed to be the right thing. And then when it came in time to pick what discipline within neurosurgery that I wanted to go into, brain tumors, and in particular, gliomas and glioblastoma was what I gravitated towards. And I think it's because there's so much left to do in that disease in terms of making a real impact for patients and families. You know, I like helping people and their families through hard situations. You know, it's part of the reason that I went into medicine. And so combining all those things, that's what really got me involved in neurosurgery and neuro-oncology. Vikram? Yeah, so unlike Rohan, I, I think of the brain as also having lots of entropy because I don't understand the brain as well as he does. So I also see it as a incredibly complex system. I have no experience in brain surgery or GBM, but I come at this from a very different perspective. I spent you know, many years working at Pinterest in a range of different roles. And when I was at Pinterest, my father was actually diagnosed with ALS, completely different condition. It's a neurodegenerative condition that really destroys your body and you know, your ability to talk and walk and really function. And so we as a family really grappled with this for many years. And I saw how hard it was for us as caregivers to really navigate all aspects 
of ALS. And I felt kind of moral obligation to quit my job at Pinterest and to really do something to help patients and caregivers who are navigating a really hard time. And Rohan and I have known each other for many years, and we were stuck together in the pandemic, coming up with things we could do in the future. And we really felt that there was a need to you know, reimagine how the internet worked for people navigating GBM, navigating ALS, and, and a range of different conditions. That's amazing. Yeah, and I think... And I think just to add to that, while we were in the pandemic, it was striking to us that, you know, we've spent billions of dollars, countless human capital, trying to make shopping easier for people online. While shopping is important, obviously, that same amount of effort, I don't think, has been resourced towards making the experience of health and disease and navigating complex conditions that much better, right? And so I, I think that's where the common thread was where we wanted to come together and, and build something special for people and families that are undergoing something hard in, in health. Absolutely. And that's amazing. And I'm, again, so glad that we're connected. And I'm super excited to get into what Rune actually is for all the everyone listening. But I guess first for Rohan, what made you want to go into neurosurgery and particularly neuro-oncology? So, you know, we talked briefly about why I picked neurosurgery. But in terms of neuro-oncology, I think you know, operating on the brain and taking out brain tumors is one of the most fascinating things that I think I'll ever do. You know, people talk about flow state and being completely present with what you're doing. I feel that every single time I operate on the brain, you know, hours and hours and hours can go by and you don't even notice because it's so amazing. You know, the whole thing is a very awe-inspiring experience when you're operating. Even now, this many years, having been a neurosurgeon, it's still something I view as an amazing privilege and, and opportunity to be able to help people with brain tumors. Just from a person who loves technology and who loves being able to use technology to kind of deliver the best possible care, neurosurgery has a complete bounty of amazing high tech that we can use towards helping patients. And then on the research side, there's incredible different things that we are going after to try and make the lives of families and patients with gliomas and glioblastoma better. I mean, some of the things I'm involved in are related to viral therapies, so-called oncolytic viral therapies to help patients who have GBM. There's also incredibly exciting work being done with focused ultrasound, which I'm sure you've heard of, to kind of help patients get new treatments into the brain that otherwise wouldn't get into the brain because of the blood-brain barrier. The blood-brain barrier, for those that don't know, is this barrier, really, that the brain has concocted over millions of years of evolution to prevent toxic chemicals from getting from your bloodstream into the brain. And this is typically a very good thing, except that it often keeps out some of these chemotherapies that we want to get into the brain from getting in there. That's why there's very so few chemotherapies that we use in glioblastoma because of the, in part, blood-brain barrier that keeps a lot of these uh, treatments out of the brain. So for all of those reasons, being a brain tumor neurosurgeon and someone who really goes after glioblastoma was really appealing to me. Absolutely. And I think it's so great that you're able to provide, you know, of course, as a neurosurgeon and neuro-oncologist, that you're able to provide all of this feedback and insight on the medical side. But that's not why we're here today, unfortunately, which we definitely should get back to another episode some other time. We're here to talk about Rune. It is, you both are co-founders of this incredible startup technology. So what is Rune? How did it come about? Tell us all about it. Yeah. So Rune and Vikram will talk into where Rune comes from. But what Rune is really at the end of the day is a medical Q&A platform 
where patients and caregivers navigating glioblastoma can come to find information, community, and support. And it's a real multidisciplinary effort. It's not just doctors opining from an ivory tower about what the best thing to do is. You know, there are certain questions that, of course, only a doctor should answer. Things about side effects, things about which treatments may or may not work, debunking myths around the types of treatments that often get peddled online. There's a lot of misinformation online that a doctor can really kind of lend a lot of light to. But then there's things that patients and caregivers know very deeply and only know, right? Like, what's the best place to get a home health aid from in your area, right? Only patients and caregivers have that actual relevant expertise to be able to recommend things to other families that are going through the same thing. So what Rune does is put everyone together so that they can benefit from each other's experience. That's the heartbeat of Rune, putting the experience of doctors, the medical expertise together with the lived experience of patients and caregivers that are navigating the same condition. So I think that's the power and that all these people are together interacting and learning from each other. And the system gets smarter and smarter over time. So that's what we've launched a few weeks ago. The goal of the service is really for empowerment. Information is power. And so we educate people through something we call the starter kit. This is like the best curriculum online right now for patients and caregivers that are navigating glioblastoma. We specifically speak to patients as patients and really give them content that applies to them. But we also do the same for caregivers because they're also an invisible population often in the medical journey, but they have their own needs and information needs and support needs. And so we want to make sure we meet people where they are in the medical journey. And then outside of the starter kit, we have this Q&A platform that I mentioned, and that really navigates all the major inflection points that you'll see in glioblastoma. So you'll see things about treatments and clinical trials, precision medicine. But then we have this thing, for example, called life hacks, where patients and families can talk about all the various things that they use, the hacks they use in their lives to make navigating the condition of glioblastoma easier to manage. You know, I mentioned home health aids, but there's so many other things. Like people talk about how journaling has helped them, just as a small example. And so, yeah, that's what Rune is today. The feedback so far has been great. Vikram, would you you add anything? Yeah, just to build on what Rohan says, you know, at, at, at a very fundamental level, what we know to be true of GBM and a host of other conditions is when you get diagnosed, it is incredibly scary. It is incredibly anxiety-inducing. Some of the people we talk to say it's like learning Latin while you're falling off a cliff or a piano fell on my head and then I have to get up and actually like navigate through this extremely, really hard thing. And given that it's one of the hardest things that everyone watching this or listening to this is navigating, we wanted to build a space that really feels different than any other part of the internet. So much of the experience of your condition happens outside of a doctor's clinic. You're in your home, you're with your family, you're not basically sitting in front of a neuro-oncologist. And in that space, outside of a clinic where you're by yourself, we know how isolating it can be, we know how lonely it can be, and we know how you know, you're really groping in the dark for questions that you're ill-prepared to answer because no one wants to, wants to suddenly build encyclopedic knowledge around GBM. And so we really imagine this place at the fundamental level as an online sanctuary a place that's calming, a place that really feels that you're not alone. And most importantly, you're guided by both medical experts like Rohan, but also 
by other people that you know have been there and want to pay it forward. Some of the most inspiring people on our team are folks like Laura Dill, who you've had on your show, and they have gone through this and they're on the other side and they're here to basically walk people through and really kind of transfer knowledge, insights, and wisdom to someone that's going through the journey for the first time. And unfortunately, the way the internet is structured today is the internet doesn't do that. The largest tech companies, Google takes you down rabbit holes of the worst kinds of information. And in fact, it's crazy that in 2022, every doctor will say, don't go to Google when you leave the clinic. But we as patients and caregivers have no other place to go online. WebMD, which is a great service, but we know that, again, the information is cold, it's clinical, very often it's not written by GBM experts. So that's what Rune is, you know, one of the caregivers who were on the service said it slows medical time. When you're going through so much anxiety, your time with a medical expert is so short, and Rune almost gives you access to people that are GBM experts in a thoughtful way, and you can experience it at your own pace and your own time. So that's what we're doing. And a little bit about the name, we wanted it to be something that people could easily remember in a time of crisis. We wanted it to be four letters. My father, his name was Arun, A-R-U-N, and Arun is a nod to kind of the, the patient at the center. So the patient zero was my dad. And the brand, the colors, you know, Arun, it's, it's crescents. And so the basic thing we're acknowledging is that there is light in a time of darkness. And even though GBM can be an incredibly hard condition to navigate. There are people around you that can lift you and hold you and support you. Rune backwards is Noor, which in Arabic means, you know, light in a time of darkness. And so we really wanted to be a brand that one day stands for the best place online to guide, support, connect, and really provide value to people navigating things that are hard. Absolutely. And I think it's so nice and special that it's, and I know we mentioned this when we talked in person the other day, but I think it's incredible that it was named after your father. I think that kind of comes back to the whole grassroots of the nonprofit organization, which was, you know, started because of my father. So I think it's interesting that, you know, everything kind of comes full circle. And it's awesome that you're working to build this incredible product to help patients and caregivers everywhere. The other thing that's important, really important to us as a mission, I mean, we mentioned what we want to do, which is to really empower patients navigating hard health conditions like glioblastoma. But the other thing is that every aspect of the service, whether it's the videos, whether it's the questions and answers, are all multidisciplinary. So our team includes patients and caregivers, neurosurgeons, neuro-oncologists, social workers, and mental health professionals, like psycho-oncologists. And so every single thing we've put on the service has sort of gone through that multidisciplinary lens, not just for content, but for how the content is presented, right? Like if you read a Google answer or a WebMD answer about anything related to glioblastoma, it, first of all, not very informative. It's anodyne, and they don't often don't want to say anything particularly specific. And then beyond that, it's not particularly empathetic. It's very cold. And so we wanted to really kind of flip the script on that, really, and provide information that's actually saying something, that's actually detailed, but then do it in a way that's digestible, empowering, and empathetic all at the same time. And so let's say, I am a caregiver of a patient. Let's, you know, let's pretend this is four years ago. My dad was just diagnosed with glioblastoma. I hear about Rune. How do I get there? And again, like once I get there, like what do I do? How does it help me? What can I look for? And what is the process of someone, let's say, that's just recently introduced to glioblastoma? How does Rune help them? How do they get involved with it? And 
what does it provide to me as someone who's acting as a caregiver for a patient? Maybe I'll take it and then Rohan, if you want to jump in. So I think the first the first thing, Rohan alluded to it a little bit earlier on the show. So the first thing we want to create is a space that doesn't feel open on the web, right? So we ask people to sign up. You create a, a rune identity. We take identity really seriously. I think we've, from just thousands of conversations with people across a range of different conditions, some people are very private and they don't want to ask questions in online forums as themselves. And some people are public and they they want to be identified as a patient advocate or a caregiver hero. And so we give you the choice. And so you go to rune.care is the site. We give you the choice to show up the way you show up. We also ask you a few conditions about where you are on the journey. So much of online information is not journey specific. It just, you get thrown into really whatever you find online. And so we try to understand where you are on the journey. We want to understand your relationship, right? Are you a caregiver? Are you a patient? Are you the primary caregiver or someone that is supporting the primary caregiver? Because we know that that relationship is nuanced and it really matters. And that's sort of how you you enter the service. Now, the core value of the service is really twofold. The first is, as Rohan mentioned, we have this thing called the starter kit. And the reason we call it, called it starter kit is people never say, I don't have access to information today because information is so universally accessible. They say, I want curated information, right? I don't want to read 500 articles. I just want a place to go from zero to 60. I'm a caregiver or I'm a patient. I'm already in a state of anxiety. What's the one place that makes it easy, concise, short, and it's, it's done empathetically? And that's what the starter kit. So the starter kit today is a series of videos with GBM experts, people who have specifically worked on GBM and coupled with patients and caregivers. And so you see the expert perspective, but you also see the perspective of someone that is the experience of X, right? So many times someone can tell you what radiation is, but actually understanding what does it feel like for someone that has managed or gone through radiation is a different thing. And so we pair the content with and it's all Q&A and it's all easy to navigate. And we took a page after Masterclass. Actually, one of our the people who worked on our teams came from Masterclass. And so it's really designed like a course of navigating all of the most important questions. Once you get out of starter kit land, if you will, we have curated over 500 questions written by our teams based on what we think are the most common questions that people ask, both patients and caregivers. And so you're immediately taken into this, this space that is where you can search it, right? You can just like Google, but it's all very easily organized. You can navigate through topics. You can go intro to GBM or life hacks or caregiver resources. And then you can also ask questions. What's unique about the service is when you ask a question, you either have someone from the community that has deep tribal knowledge that can jump up and help you, or you know a GBM expert that can jump up. And very often you'll see the both coexisting. On Facebook groups, when you ask a question, you really don't know who's showing up to answer it. You know, is that person a caregiver? Is it a patient? What was their experience of GBM? Are they sad? Are they, we don't know, right? So we just depend on people that are helping us. And sometimes it's great. And sometimes it's people, you know, very often scammers on Facebook that are trying to take advantage of patients and caregivers. And so in our universe, it's all vetted, it's moderated, And at the end of the day, it creates structure. We'll be right back in just a moment. And now back to the conversation. 
Just a quick question, you know, regarding the starter kit. Is the starter kit the same? So like, again, like let's say I'm a caregiver and I log on. Is my starter kit the same as, let's say, a patient who logs on and creates an account as well? It's overlapping. So there's some content, for example, about how to think about tumor recurrence or when the tumor comes back that, you know, it doesn't really matter whether you're a patient or caregiver for that particular content. But there's other content, for example, caregiver mental health that only caregivers can see. And similarly, patient mental health that patients can only see. And so a lot of stuff is overlapping, but there's stuff that's very specific. And then in our community product, we have a button that's called caregiver resource, which is really designed only for caregivers. And so that in those two different subtle ways, that's how we speak to both patients and caregivers individually, but also in an overlapping way. Amazing. To highlight a great example of how this comes to life is take the topic of seizures. This is something that I was fascinated from an outsider perspective. Very often a neuro-oncologist knows a little bit about managing a seizure, but so much of the experience of the wisdom comes from other people that have managed through this very stressful thing that's a seizure. And so we did we, we have a bunch of questions that are written by both the doctors, but also the caregivers on something that really requires, you know, both groups to, to weigh in and help. It's great that you're able to, that you're able to divide up the information as I know everyone's experience is fully different. I'm sure, you know, I don't have the patient experience, but from being a caregiver, I know my experience was definitely different from my father's, right? So I think it's great. And it's really helpful for those listening that there is a place that is curated for your particular situation. And that can be definitely helpful. The other part of your question was, where do they go? They go to www.room.care. We just launched this a few weeks ago. We're going to keep innovating and iterating on the current website that you see. We'll have an app in the next few months for people to use so that they can download it on their phone. But for now, you can still use it on your phone, just going using your web browser on your phone. So just go to, again, www.room.care. You mentioned that there was 500 generic questions once you log in. What kind of questions can I find in that generic list? And let's say I have a question that's not on that list. What does that process look like? And how am I able to get connected with whether, am I able to designate if I want a caregiver to answer it? Am I able to designate if I want a doctor to answer the question? Like, I'm looking for information. What do I do? Great question. So when you come to the site, when you go into the search tool, you'll be immediately presented with the different inflection points within the journey of glioblastoma, whether it's related to diagnosis or treatment, clinical trials, precision medicine, recurrence, for example. So you can click on those buttons and then see all the questions that have been created under those topics. But if you just come in and say search for, because you're interested in nutritional supplements and how they might impact diet in GBM, you can just start typing in supplements and then you'll see any question we already have on supplements. And then you'll, you'll see whether it has a doctor answer, whether there's only patient or caregiver answers. And you can navigate, you can add your own answer as an example and your own experience. But the doctor answer will always be at the top if there is one. And then you'll see the patient or caregiver answers below. If you want to ask a question, we ask you to search first. The reason is so we don't get a bunch of duplicated questions that are just answering the same thing because that would make for a poor experience. If you've ever used Reddit or Quora or some of those other question and answer apps, it can often feel very disorienting and kind of overwhelming when you search because you'll see so many sort of tangentially related things and you're not sure which thing to go to. So to prevent that, we ask you to search first and see if you can see anything. And then if you don't find anything, it's really easy to then go ask a question. And then when you ask a question, 
you just put it in and then it goes to our team. And if there's a doctor perspective to be added, it'll automatically happen. And then patients and caregivers, for example, will automatically add it if it's caregiver related. Like if it's a home health aid question or the best home health aid in my area, the doctors really aren't going to opine on that because they don't know. But the patients and caregivers in your area will. So that's how it currently works. And so you mentioned that there are doctors answering these questions. Can you tell us more about the doctors that are helping out with Rune? I know it's volunteer-based and you have an incredible database of doctors all across the United States, and I'm not sure if it's global yet. But I'd love to hear more about the doctors that are part of the project and I guess how they get involved and how they're able to designate all this time working on this. But additionally, I'm also curious as to, you know, are you able to connect with a specific doctor? How does it work if a doctor is not your particular primary caregiver under your circumstances? So yeah, we have an amazing doctor team. Like I mentioned, they include neurosurgeons, neuro-oncologists, social workers, mental health specialists, psycho-oncologists, really anyone that can help anyone navigating glioblastoma. And you can read more about them on our About Us page if you go to www.room.care. In terms of why they do it, they're really tired of the internet as being a source of disinformation and misinformation. As Vikram mentioned earlier, most doctors don't send patients to the internet because people often come back more anxious, more, more overwhelmed, more misinformed after the experience than before. And so our doctors are health professionals are really excited about creating a new health online experience where they can really foundationally be a part of it. Because there's nothing, like so many things in life, sometimes you can only trust yourself to make sure that the message is said the way you wanted to say it, that the quality is what you want it to be. And so they're really handcrafting this content because they want the experience for patients and families to be much, much better than it currently is. It's often a way also that they can supplement their visits in clinic, if you think about it, right? So you have a conversation in clinic for 20 or 30 minutes. I'm sure as a caregiver, you can kind of relate to this. But sometimes, you know, after the clinic, you may not remember it quite right, or you misremember because you're so anxious around the whole experience uh, of glioblastoma. And so then you go online. And so, and then that experience is what we've kind of described, just not ideal. And so Imagine instead of that, that people, your doctor sends you to rune.care where you can get more information and supplement your understanding. And so that's what rune will allow our doctors to do in the future is to really supplement and extend the information they give you in, in clinic, extend the support that you're able to get from in terms of not just technology, but human support that you can get when you're navigating a complex condition. So that's why they're really excited about it is that it really helps empower their patients. Two things to add that, you know, for me as just an outsider coming into this, it's been so inspiring to actually see a new class of doctors who have emerged really during the pandemic. During the pandemic, most people were stuck at home. It was very hard to access, especially GBM care. And then everyone was just online. And so it's been really inspiring to see this kind of like new class of medical creator emerge. And they're doing it on TikTok. They're doing it on Instagram. You know, and very often they like those platforms, but they really wish there was a place with really more gravitas that's more medically vetted. And so one of the things we're excited to do is actually to get that whole class of experts, give them a place to teach, inspire, and answer questions in a one-to-many format. The second thing I'll say is just about Rune is 
the thing we've learned just from speaking to lots of caregivers is most caregivers don't know what questions to ask. So the question itself is a gift. So I think when you see questions, people always think about answers, but very often we don't know what questions to ask. And so the reason it's organized as a Q&A service is I think questions itself can be really valuable because if someone else asks something, you now know that's something that you can ask your doctor and it really equips you, you know, to feel empowered to go into a clinic visit, to meet your neuro-oncologist and know the base of knowledge that you should be, that you should have at your fingertips. I appreciate that. And thank you. No, I think that's really helpful for a lot of people to know, because I know at least for my particular situation, I wasn't super involved with my dad's experience, which I'm going to talk about on my final season podcast review, because I wasn't really aware he was going through it. But again, like, you know, if you don't have the questions to ask, how are you supposed to get answers? And this is something that is, there's so many different routes you can take. And there's so many different terminology that you don't understand until you get kind of thrown into this. So I think that's extremely helpful for someone, especially as a caregiver, to have this all in one place. What was your online experience? I found out my dad had brain cancer because my mom called me and she's like, your dad has glioblastoma. And me, like every single other person in the entire world, Googles, what is glioblastoma? Which is actually why I titled the show Glioblastoma, a.k.a. GBM, because it's the first thing you see when you Google glioblastoma. It says glioblastoma, a.k.a. GBM. But again, your mind kind of shuts down when you see that, you know, worst possible brain cancer. And there's not really much reading after that, to be totally honest. Google is dangerous. I particularly, you know, hypochondriac, I'll Google absolutely everything and it, it never helps me. And so I think your product, having everything that's curated and not only having medical information, but also caregiver information and patient perspective, I think really allows for people to feel comfortable and coming to Rune for information. So, you know, I'm excited we get to share more about what you guys are doing because, you know, I wish I had it a couple of years ago when I was going through this. And I guess sort of talking about the user experience. So typically technology, social media is really designed for younger generations, a lot of different ages and glioblastoma doesn't affect just one population. If I'm 13 or if I'm 85, can I access Rune? Is it easy? Let's say I don't want to download an app. Can I still use it online? Like, what is the user experience for all different ages? And how do you make that accessible to everyone? I think that right now it's essentially accessible to everyone. I think the experience is really tailored for people who are young adults onwards. There's no upper age limit. I think some of this content, I think, would be inappropriate for young children. You know, it's, you know, very heavy adult stuff. And you want parents to be really, really be guiding what their children see when it comes to content around challenging health conditions. So I would say for now, it's 18 plus. But parents can make the choice about what they choose to show their children. And then in terms of what Rune is meant to be, it's meant to be like your concierge, like your medical concierge, your consigliere that's with you anytime you need it. You know, one of our early users said to us that she was in the ER with her loved one who had glioblastoma. And the first thing she did, this is a week after launch, was pull out her phone and go to rune.care on her mobile web app. And she found it really useful, actually. She found a bunch of information around stroke that she found useful. There was some information that wasn't there. So she asked a question and then we were able to answer it. So in that moment, Rune was really helpful for her in the waiting room of an emergency room. And for her, that was really valuable. So I think that kind of feedback is what we really want in terms of being the app that people kind of think about whenever they're navigating something tough. 
within the various things in, you know, experiences of glioblastoma. So far, so good, but we want to keep making it better and better for everyone. But that's how they get online now. Awesome. So for those that are listening, if they want to get involved with Rune, let's say no matter where they are in their GBM experience, if they're a patient, if they're a caregiver, loved one, family, friend, and they just want to learn more, how can they get involved with Rune? What are the next steps? And maybe what are two to three things that they can do to get involved with this community now? So if you're not currently a member of Rune, it's easy to sign up and it's free. You just go to rune.care and sign up. Right now, if you went today, you'll notice that it's first opened uh, for caregivers, for patients. There's a wait list that we ask you to sign up for. The reason for that is we just want to make sure, as we discussed earlier, that the experiences for patients and caregivers are uniquely designed and people have a safe space to consume the content that we have and interact with the content that we have. But we'll be opening it up to patients in short order, so in the next several weeks. But you just go to room.care, sign up. There's a short sign-up flow that we ask you to go through, which takes just a few minutes. And then you'll be into the app. And the first thing we present you with is that starter kit, which is all the videos that we discussed. And from there, you can navigate you know, to the rest of the experience. So you mentioned that it's, you know, super easy to log on, sign up for patients as a waiting list and for caregivers, they can get right in. But once you open it up to patients and as, of course, the community begins to grow, what can we all expect from Rune? Where is the company going? How is it going to continue evolving to continue making change for not only those with glioblastoma and dealing with that sort of disease, but maybe other diseases in the future and just the growth of what Rune is able to provide? Yeah, I think I can take that first. So we've been just very grateful that there's a group of people using the service today. The feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. And so it's inspired us to build and innovate on the core service, but to also really bring this to millions of people who, just like caregivers and patients of GBM, are navigating very, very hard health conditions. So to do that, we're really focused on two things. The first is making that, we talked a little bit about the Q&A process, but making it really easy for people to answer questions on the go, on their phone, in a turnkey and simple way so that people can get that immediate feedback. Our goal is to grow the community of experts. Today, you see a small group of people using the service. We imagine a world where really it's your one-stop shop, your hub for all leading experts on the condition. It's really sad to us that as a patient, or caregiver, you have to go and kind of search around the web, right? You have to follow people on Instagram, go to Twitter, and go online. What if we made that easy for you and every GBM expert came to one place to inspire, to educate, to teach, and to answer questions? And so the goal is to really take this beyond the small group of experts we're working with today to get people who touch different parts of, of GBM in multiple conditions. Our goal is to go global as well. It's really sad once you get out to the United States and Western Europe, the likelihood of someone seeing someone like Rohan is extremely rare. In India, where I grew up, for my father's condition, which was ALS, there's only 1,000 neurologists in all of India, and there are a billion people. And so if you have anything related to a neurodegenerative condition, the likelihood of you seeing a doctor that's qualified is very, very low. And so health equity is really important to us. We want to make this, regardless of where you are, accessible, eventually translated in multiple languages. That's the goal. Uh, the goal is, you know, we've, we've hit on something quite magical, which is if you put a group of 
interdisciplinary people together, design, engineering, product, and medicine, and you take care and intentionality, you can actually make a much better version of what's out there for one condition. We really want to bring this approach to, frankly, millions of people who are suffering from so many really hard things, whether it's you know ALS, MS, parents of children with really hard conditions, but using the same approach. Other thing I would add is, you know, we want to build for the GBM community, right? So as more and more patients and caregivers interact with the service, the beauty of a Q&A tool is that people will tell us what's most important to them, what's top of mind, what are the kinds of resources that they need that they don't have. And I think as we get that information, we'll be able to keep building new services for people to utilize, you know, using the best of tech design and engineering to accomplish those goals. So we're really excited about it. To Vikram's point of this being an interdisciplinary effort, you know, we mentioned the doctors. I think it's really important that we mention our amazing team at Rune. We have, you know, an amazing product manager named Abir Minhas, an amazing designer named Izel Ross. We have an engineer named Troy Jenkins, our head of content that shot all these beautiful videos. Jesse Van Garcia is amazing. And then our co-founder, who isn't with us today, Arun Ranganathan, who's our chief technology officer, who kind of has built the back end of everything that you're seeing today. So it's an amazing group of individuals that are really taking the best in their craft of engineering product and design and video creation and putting it together to really help patients and families navigating tough conditions. One thing that is so nice to see is, Amber, just like yourself, right, you went through something really hard and it inspired you to start this organization and this podcast. We are meeting some of the most inspiring people who have taken something very, very hard and have decided to really give back and be a voice both on the patient side, but as well as the caregiver side. That's been the most kind of surprising part of this journey, which is how many of these people are out there and they don't just say GBM was terrible, but they leave really wanting to give back and shape the experience for other patients and caregivers. And many of those folks are on our team. And I think that's the part that's most inspiring about doing this work. Absolutely. And, you know, again, thank you guys for all that you're doing. I think it's so special that everyone, you know, unfortunately that they're going through this situation, but it is helpful to know that there is a a platform like Rune that is able to provide this information and this care. So again, thank you guys for being part of our community. And I hope that everyone listening to this will go to rune.care and check everything out, sign up, whether they are a patient or caregiver and continue to join and to learn from you guys. So thank you again. And thank you for coming on the show. It was a, a pleasure. I learned a lot and I'm sure everyone else listening did a lot as well. Thank you, Amber. Thank you so much, Amber. This was awesome. That's it for this week's show. Thank you so much for tuning in again to another episode of Glioblastoma, a.k.a. GBM. To get in touch with our organization, visit us online at gbmresearch.org or visit us on Instagram or Facebook at Glioblastoma Research. Visit us on Twitter at glioblastoma.org or visit us on LinkedIn at Glioblastoma Research Organization. To make a donation to the organization, which is fully tax deductible, visit us online at gbmresearch.org where you can designate your donation in honor of someone or find other methods that you can make a donation with. Thank you again for supporting us, for supporting the show, and we'll see you next week.